The following program is sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, Remax Metro Eastside. And I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. Happy weekend. Yes, happy weekend right back at you, Here we go, jumping into fall. Can't believe it. The summer went so fast. So well, fast you know, it's one of those years where it's like, it, yeah, it feels like summer went fast, but everyone's like, could this year just please be over? <laughs> Can we just not have one more weird thing happen? Yeah, I mean, at least, hey, at least the smoke cleared up. Yeah, we got the smoke out of here. Yeah. Nobody got stung the smoke by, out of here. by murder hornets, as far as I know. Yes. You know, uh, so although, you know, I keep wondering, you, you hear these, um, uh, like, insect plagues. Have you noticed that... There's a lot more katydids. At least I think that's what they are. There's a lot more katydids around this year. I haven't seen any if that's what around they are. my place. You're they look like grasshoppers. The grasshoppers. Yeah. The, the little green ones? The bright yeah, green ones? The yeah, the green ones. I've seen a few of those. I've, yeah. I don't hardly yeah. ever see them normally, and I've seen lots of them lately. Yeah. I don't know what that is a sign of, but... I don't know. I, I We had a, uh, a an uptick in house flies all of a sudden. Nothing all summer long, and then all of a sudden one day there's like 50. It's like I have no idea where they came Something from. Something dead in your yard? Well, I don't know, but I've got one of those um, salt guns. Okay. Like, <laughs> it's a, like a pump action shotgun. Like a pepper spray like gun? Or oh, not pepper spray. What it, am I thinking of? Uh, it shoots uh, table salt, but I like to use kosher salt. It's got a little more stopping power than the regular table salt. And you shoot the, the flies. It's a blast. What? Yeah. Are you... Yeah, You're so, not joking, are Oh, you? I'm not. No, no. If you Listeners, are using if you can see the, him, he's looking like he's cocking a gun. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Dirty and, Harry yeah. going around the house. Yeah, no, if you if you are using the old school fly swatter, no, no. You got to get these things. It's a, I've never it's heard a of such pump a thing. action bug shooter that shoots <laughs> table salt. And okay, okay, so it's need, harmless. It's environmental, whatnot. Heck, you, you could season your dinner with it if you wanted to. we could put with our post <laughs> Yeah, I'll send, I'll send one out. Because, yeah. Yeah, I, I have I, never heard of such a thing. But how in the world do you find out about these things? Is it you know, because your brother? It's does well, Lance yeah, tell it's you? It's just how we roll. No, no, no. You, actually, actually, no. I will give him credit for that one. He found that <laughs> one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally he did. Can he see did. That. Yeah. No, they're fantastic. Yeah, it, and you can hit them from all kinds of you know distances. Uh, think of a, sh- a shotgun with a with a modified choke for anybody that shoots. It's got a nice pattern to it. How does it not leave a huge mess all over your house? It's salt. You know, it's no big deal. You just what do you go vacuum, vacuum it, it up? up? Sure. Oh, okay. It's just a little bit that it shoots right. out. Okay. Know. Yeah. Well, that's curious. You know, okay, so. <laughs> I can't believe we're having this. Like, we don't usually talk much about what we're going to discuss on the show ahead right. of time. No, sorry. So, so <laughs> squirrel, squirrel. Uh, this is one of those moments. But um, Rachel, our awesome assistant for Team Reba. Yeah. She was just telling me about, oh, now I'm going to forget the name of it. I'll have to text her in the middle of, you know, during our, our break. But um, she was describing this thing that stops spiders. And, like, you shoot it at it. And the spider will drop, and it basically stuns it. And oh. I went, wait a minute. You're basically doing a spider action on a spider because it encases it in this goo. Oh, you're kidding. And then it's, it oh. doesn't kill it. 
it just makes it so it can't do anything and it's like yeah like it's been it's a mobilizer poisoned. yeah it's an immobilizer yeah. and i'm like so you're basically taking the spider action and turning it on a spider interesting and she was like See, oh i hadn't really thought now, of it like that I, but yeah i guess I, I thought well that poor spider is now just gonna die of starvation i'm like i don't know which is worse that free. see i like I, i'm i'm good with spiders i love spiders because I like, they take eat them bugs out. and and i right. take them outside i do the same I do thing the same thing yeah but flies she and her boyfriend uh, don't so like much. to touch <laughs> okay so the name of the product and i this they uh-huh. are not a sponsor is called bug assault b-u-g-a-s-a-l-t bug assault <laughs> oh my gosh, because it's a saltine it, but yeah, it's sure. with salt. You oh my it. gosh, that's yeah. a great play on words, it's and good. I do appreciate. It's good. Play on have a words. lot of fun. You know? Oh my gosh. Yeah, I just uh, you know, there's that. Please tell me you don't ever turn it on something that's not supposed to be used for. Oh no, no, like your cat. No, no, but okay. I I may have seasoned some popcorn with it once. Yeah, you did not. Yeah, well, it's hygienic. <laughs> it's just shooting salt. You know, it's not like there's bug goo on it or anything like that. The bugs are safely a safe distance away from the weapon. You know, so you're it's, just it's you're just good. giving them a signal like, don't come close. Hey, <laughs> I'm just gonna put fly. this on my popcorn. You think you're gonna eat that? Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's right. No, you no. are a funny man. Well, what okay. Can I say? Well, let's get on to what we're supposed to be about. Yeah. Are rates looking funny? Uh, let's let's talk about that. Yes, uh, let's do. I I am of the opinion that we're at bottom. And I, I may or may not be right about that, but I, we're, we're in a very, very narrow trading range. And if anybody's following, you know, if you're into, you know, stochastics or things like that, uh, we are stuck um, between a, a you say stochastics? stochastics, stochastics, you know, so ah. basically technical analysis of the trading. Okay. And if you look at charts for mortgage backed securities, we're in an extremely narrow range. And that range seems to be closing in on itself. So there could be a breakout of it. Maybe so, maybe not. The Fed uh, didn't help rates uh, so far this week and last week because they basically come out and said that they intend to keep interest rates low for the foreseeable future, the extended future, but also that they're okay if uh, the inflation rate you know, comes up just a little bit. And, you know, a long term, that means rates will stay, you know, relatively mm-hmm. low, but that's no guarantee that mortgage rates will stay low. Right. So we, we worry about folks getting lulled into complacency that, that um, you know, they're going to just stay like this forever, and they, they may very well not. So we're, we're trending up just a little bit uh, this week, but not, okay. not certainly not the end of the world. Uh, the, the national average right now for a 30-year fixed rate conventional mortgage is 3.05%. And if you remember last week, mm-hmm. we were under the 3% um, yeah. mark. So we're mm-hmm. just a little bit over 3% right now. 15-year fixed rates are averaging 2.68%. FHA and VA transactions, 2.5%. Wow. Uh, jumbo 30-year fixed rates are still looking pretty nice, too, just a little bit above the conventional rates, around 3.25%. That's still amazing. So, so they're still really, really good. Yeah. So then I... I, I I made the, the, the bad mistake of Googling housing bubble <laughs> because there's a ton of, of publications and articles and pundits out there uh, that yeah. are talking about the housing bubble. You know, here yeah. we go again. We're going to be mm-hmm. in another housing bubble. And uh, and uh, I'm. I'm just kind of shaking my head about that because, uh, you know, on, on the web, it's like, well, here's all the reasons we're going to have a big bubble and you mm-hmm. need to be careful and all of that. Uh, so the, the, the short answer. Wow, this reminds me so much of 2005. Yes. Well, it's so different from 2005. It's, it's different, but the conversation is the oh, yeah. same. Oh, yeah. I think it's, it's because people never got to change it. Right. Yeah. Okay, well, keep going. Keep going. So, and, and, and ch- you know, jump in here, but, but basically – 
the the short answer is we're not going to have a housing bubble. I'll, I'll go on record and say that I don't Do see you mean it happening nationally or locally. I mean either. Um, okay. You know, there there so may always be local please. nuances. I I, I suppose uh, I'm I'm sure. Um, but one of the things that that um, there's a couple there's a couple reasons that house prices have been going up, you know, so rapidly. Mm-hmm. You know, number one is is we have a shortage of inventory. Absolutely, you know, and, and it's talked about that that's last national. Week. It's it's they're, they're yes. extremely extremely and even, low and more extreme in places like here. Yeah. Oh, even nationally, it's down nineteen percent. There's yeah. less than three months inventory nationwide. It's wow. it's really really bad. It's really really short. So you combine that with with historically low interest rates, and with with uh, I'm going to say half the population that hasn't really been impacted by COVID. They're out there uh, living in their homes, getting sick of where they're living. They're, they're they want to buy and they're buying like crazy. Yeah. You know because the affordability and we talked about that in past oh, yeah. shows is is off the charts. So. So we see a lot of activity, and that is that is running prices up. Where the, the doomsayers are coming in saying that we are looking at a foreclosure bomb that's going to hit when all of these loans, over 4 million of them, go into forbearance. Or come out of forbearance, I, was I should say. say. Yeah, come you out. get to the end of yeah. forbearance, that's going to boost foreclosure activity. Right. It's not. It's, it, it's not. It, it may go up a little bit. But it's not going to go up much because most of these forbearance programs, when you get to the end of the forbearance, you, yeah, you have to pay that money back. But most of these programs are going to give you options. Mm-hmm. You can either do it with a payment plan or right. that money can be put at the back end of the loan. But it's not immediately going to force those mortgages into foreclosure. It's not going to happen. You know what? You're right. And um, also the thing is it's not, it's not necessarily that it's going to be like a fire sale. Right, because here's no. the thing: since we have upward pressure on appreciation mm-hmm. right now, anyway, most of those folks are benefiting from the, their their houses aren't depreciating. It's equity. It's equity, it's and equity. so even if they did have to sell, they have the ability to do so while still getting money back from the house, which is not what happened between mid 2007 to. 2011. Exactly. That was right? actually going to be my next point. You're, you're, you're absolutely right. Back in, you know, the, the, the great recession, mm-hmm. you know, our housing crisis, there was no equity. We were dealing no. with short sales left and right. Right. Uh, now CoreLogic just came out uh, with a report. 90% of the housing stock in America has equity. Yeah. So, and, and, and a lot of it, you know, some, mm-hmm. you know, a majority more than 50%. So yes. when, oh, right. Cause like, um, there's a, a very large statistic of the number of homes that are actually completely paid for mm-hmm. and another large section of them that have uh, 50% or more equity position. I think it's like 35% or so mm-hmm. of the housing inventory is that. And and think about what you just said. If it's 90% has equity, this tells you what appreciation rates are still doing because usually it takes anywhere from six to 10% to sell a property. Yes. That's right? right. That's right. And so if people have an equity position, Right now, and, and typically also, we only have about a 6% turnover of housing inventory. Right, right. right? Yes. So apply those things all together. And what you're seeing is that even within one, you know, probably not one year, but within two years of ownership and beyond, people are building out equity. And I say that only because of the cost of selling. 
right? That's right. That's absolutely like right. They're, they're still getting appreciation, but they're just covering their selling costs mm-hmm. if that's something that has to happen. That's right. So there's, you know, we're not going to have people who are going to go fire sale and be like, I got to sell it now, got to sell it now. Because I remember during the housing crisis, we had, like in Renton, I had a client that they were only $10,000 underwater when we first went into the situation they had trying to sell. And then they didn't give us the opportunity. And by the time they finally let us do something, they'd lost $100,000 of value. Yeah. Not Crazy times. Time. It's not, not the same right now. A couple more thoughts on that. When yeah. we come back, you're listening to Open House with Team Reba. We'll be right back. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And I'm Reba Hess from Team Reba. We're here every Saturday from 2 to 3 3 o'clock, bringing you information (laughs) on real estate and finance. And And also on Sundays from 3 to 4 o'clock. Correct. And always on podcasts. That's right. You can find us on Stitcher, Spotify, Spotify. Google anything you want, any kind of podcast, just search Open House with Team Reba. And also, if you feel like it, we're starting to upload these onto YouTube as well. That's right. Yes. So many ways that you can find this wonderful, relevant And our content. goofy intros, our goofy uh, Oh my gosh, we have the, the best shows. ads coming out right now. <laughs> we have some of the best ads. I love them because we're getting you know our promos for the show plus our work stuff that we're doing, and I'm just having so much fun with them. It's, it's great. I love the new marketing team that I'm working with, and I love who you're working with, too. This Lots of fun. fun stuff. Lots of fun. So before the break, we, yes. let's just kind of wrap up this thought. We were yep. talking about the housing market, and is there going to be a bubble? I say no. I say I think we're good. And well, and can I add on to yours? Yeah. Part of that other reasoning behind it is you've talked about how what the percentage of loans are that are in forbearance. Mm-hmm. And given the shortage, there's just no way that they would flood the market enough, right? To really to to fill a gap. No, it's just it's not enough. You're absolutely right. And and the thing is, the the existing home sales market we've mm-hmm. got nationwide only needs about four million mortgage buyers to remain stable. Mm-hmm. So four million people out of the 133 million people that are during that have been working during the worst worst days of COVID. Yeah, you know, so we're 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 going to be just fine. So, uh, you know, if if you watch or reading and kind of watching late night mm-hmm. stuff on on the internet about bubbles yeah. and doom stop and gloom watching and all, all that, that crap. How's yeah, it, how about just, that? Um, let's just let's watch, just look at, say that. Look at stop some videos of puppies or kittens or something like that. You know, yes, to, to, or go see my ads where there's puppies and kittens <laughs> there on. There you them. go. Yeah, yeah they're super cute. Yes, yeah. but with that said, we know that not everybody is going yes. to be that fortunate to be yes. in the house buying market this year. And some, some you know, people may not even have a house distress. or have a yeah. home. Some are in some distress for sure. So, you know, that's, and that's why we have a guest with us right now. So we have Robin Korak from multi-service center on the line with us. Say hi, Robin. Hello. It's great to be here. Oh, we're so excited to have you on. And, um, we're going to give you some opportunity to talk about what multi-service center actually does. I know you've got a lot of things you're going to try and squeeze in here in this amount of time. So I think I'm going to go ahead and just hand it on over to you for a second. We may have some questions that we're going to pepper you with while we go through it. Um, but first, um, tell us about you and your role at uh, the organization. Sure. 
Sure. So I am the CEO. I've actually been with the Multi-Service Center for, gosh, going on 20 years, but I've been in this role for about eight years, and I've been blessed to be able to see how things have changed so much in South King County. We have been around since 1971. We serve all of South King County. We do a wide array of services, energy assistance, food and clothing, employment, education, youth services, a long-term care ombuds program for people in long-term care facilities, and then housing, which runs the spectrum from rent assistance to longer-term housing, but we also own and operate roughly 650 units of affordable housing in South King and Pierce counties. I didn't know that part. Well, I'm super happy to hear that. Okay. All right. So, um, well, I'm, I'll let you continue on because you've got a lot of things. Oh, sure to cover. I'll throw this well, question this, in later because you might answer it when you tell us the rest of it. Okay, great. Well, I, I was picking up on the conversation you were just having. Um, we have seen a lot of changes uh, since COVID, as a, a lot of organizations have, and so most of our services have gone remote except for our food and clothing bank and some of our housing programs. And just to give you an example of the increased need that we're seeing because of the economic impacts of COVID, uh, just in the first four months, when uh, the stay-at-home order happened, we saw over 40%, an over 40% increase in the number of individuals that we were serving in our food bank. Wow. And roughly 41 to 43% of those were brand-new families, families that had never needed our services before. And we're trying to really look at the long-term, too, because I know that when uh, the recession hit before, few years ago, we had a delayed impact because we had a lot of families who went through their savings thinking things were going to get better right. before they actually reached out for help. And we expect that some of that will happen again. But what's really, what's really interesting, in addition to the food bank increase, is, as you can imagine, the need for rental assistance. And so we see both sides of it because we work with individuals, but we are also landlords, and we work with landlords. And particularly for, for individuals, the moratorium has been very helpful because so many people um, have lost income or reduced income. Uh, for landlords, particularly for smaller landlords, um, it's also been challenging. And I can tell you for our properties, um, if you look through the end of August, we had an average of 46% of all tenants who were not able to pay their rent wow. on time. And that ranged, yeah, and that ranged from 23 to 66% by property. So we're talking in the hundreds and thousands of dollars. That's the bad news. <laughs> the good news is we've been fortunate enough to be able to secure funding to help to provide rent assistance to families in need, which helps not only those families, but it helps in particular those landlords that are smaller landlords that mm -hmm. don't necessarily have a safety net um, to, to carry through to cover their mortgage for their apartments and things like that. So we are seeing a need, but we're, we're fortunate to be able to help meet some of that need. Robin, I was reading on your website about the the rent assistance, and I'm I'm sure yeah. that the demand you know for that assistance exceeds the supply, you know, of funds available. Um, mm -hmm. How are you coping with that? It's always difficult because we hate to turn people away. But you're absolutely right. There is a far more need than there are resources. Uh, we have had to limit the number of people that we can take applications from on any given day. Um, but we are just definitely doing outreach, letting people know. Um, the cities are also advertising rent assistance and trying to provide the funding that they can for, for community members in their area. The other thing we're doing is because we know there is a disproportionality um, in poverty of people that are in color or of color and in marginalized communities. And so we're working closely, collaborating with grassroots community organizations that serve those individuals and setting aside um, making sure that we have some, some space to be able to help them as well. 
Got it. Got it. What, what do you see as as you know looking forward? Are you are you still seeing? And you mentioned that we might see an increase in in needs as as we get further and deeper into this. Um, are are you seeing it? Uh, you cover the entire South End. Are there certain areas that are hit worse than others? No, at this time it's been pretty evenly spread throughout the South King County side of things. Um, We've seen an increase in needs for energy assistance, payment with utility bill. Unfortunately, we've been able to get increased funding to help with that. And, of course, employment education is a little more challenging right now um, because school is online, but we're providing those services. But I think, um, I think we're going to see continued. I think what we're also going to see, which we're a little bit concerned about, is the, um, the, the number of families or, or individuals who do not have child care and yes. their school mm-hmm. children are going back to school online, and in some cases they're having to make a choice if they cannot do their work from home, you know, mm-hmm. having to make a choice between do they keep their job, you know, or what do they do about their children. And so that's yeah. something that we're trying to keep a very close eye on and work with community partners such as the school district and the chamber and things like that mm-hmm. to determine how we might be able to help those individuals. I think that there's a silver lining in all this. Um, it's that it's a good time for us to look at being creative and what kinds of uh, job opportunities maybe could be done from home that we haven't considered before. I was uh, actually signing some loan documents for one of our properties not too long ago, and usually they send somebody to me in person to notarize and all of that. Well, this was done completely online um, by someone in their their home via computer. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a good opportunity for us to look at what opportunities exist for individuals who may need those types of positions. I couldn't agree with you more that this is an opportune time for us to very much start thinking differently. Um, and I agree with you that the, the situation we have with parents needing to make the decision. Uh, we, we talk about this a lot inside my own team because I have a single mom with three kids. Um, she's told us conversations she's had with friends of hers that are in the same position of, you know, like she has the benefit of working from home. But it also impacts her ability to do her job because she has to help right. monitor three people with their schooling. And so right. we've had, we're actually having to make changes within my own organization to let her have the option of reducing hours. Mm-hmm. And then I, then that, what that means to me as a business owner is I'm, I'm sort of offsetting to have to hire another person, but that person's going to want more hours. So I do actually end up having to have more overhead in my business. So it puts also the the pressure on me as a business owner to feel like we have to grow enough to be able to afford to keep all these people on staff. Cause she's such an important member of my team. She's been with me five years and she's my operations manager. And it's like, I don't want to lose her cause she would be a, it'd be a devastating blow to my business to not have her there. So we're like, how can we even think differently to make sure that we're up and available and giving our team the resources it needs and our clients the the resources that they need as well. So I can only begin to imagine the complexities you've got trying to do that on so such a larger scale, so much of a larger scale for folks. Um, Huge amount of uh, respect for that. Um, how are you funded? Because I know one of the reasons we have you on, and we're going to get to it, is you have an event coming up. But how, how do you generally get your funding? So we are fortunate that we really focus on diversifying our funding. So some of our funding is federal. Some of it is state, um, city, or county. But we also get funding from uh, foundations, places like United Way. 
and then from individual donors. And then we also are fortunate enough, because we do affordable housing development, to sometimes earn unrestricted incomes through those projects that then go back into the mission. But one of the, the uh, important sources of, of funding and also I would say fundraising for us is, is our luncheon that is coming up. And would this be a good time to talk about that? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Okay, We've got great. about a minute and a half left. And if we don't get okay. it all in before the end, we'll just bring you back in the next segment. Sounds great. So our luncheon is Thursday, October 15th. It is live streaming from noon to 1 o'clock on Facebook, on our YouTube site, and our fundraising site. You can look at mschelps.org, dash msehelps2020. But if you just put in MSC Helps, you should be able to find us. Um, this is an event we do every year. This is our first year, of course, doing it virtual, like many organizations are doing because of COVID. But all the funding that we get supports um, all of our programs. We'll have uh, our honorary co-chair, King County Council Member Dave Upthegrove. We'll have people who have actually received help from MSC. Um, we will have uh, a keynote speaker, which I'll talk about in just a moment, and our Help, Hope, and Change Award. But uh, we've been fortunate. We have some great sponsors that actually help a lot with this luncheon, uh, Shelter Resources, Federal Public Schools, Group Health, Kaiser Permanente, and more. Our keynote speaker is a young man named Kylan Moore, 26 years old, and he is incredibly inspiring. He went from uh, poverty and living in an area that had a lot of gang issues. Well, I'll tell you what. I want to hear more about him. So if you can hang on with us for just a few moments, we're going to bring you back so that we can hear a little bit more about who this special young man is. That's great. All right. Thanks. And we will be right back on Open House with Team Reba after these messages. Thanks for listening. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. This is Reba Haas from Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And Eric Osnes here from HomeBridge Financial Home Mortgage. And we've got Robin Korak, the CEO of the Multiservice Center, yes. with us. Thank you again so much for joining us, Robin. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Yes. So we were just saying before we got into the break that you guys have your luncheon coming up on October 15th. Um, from noon to 1 p.m., people can register at mschelps.org, and that's for multi-service center, for those of you trying to figure out what I'm saying on air. <laughs> Don't be typing like other, other letters. Um, and you were just starting to describe to us um, one of the young men that's going to be talking about his story and his, um, the assistance he received from your programs. Yeah, he actually was not a recipient of our, our services, although we are going to have somebody who oh. has been a recipient. Oh, okay. Um, Kylan, Kylan Moore is our keynote speaker, and he actually he wrote a book um, entitled A Dream Too Big. He's been featured on Good Morning America, ABC News, uh, Hallmark Channel, Goldcast, and his book was named A Good Morning America Anchor's Favorite Book of 2019. But basically his story is that he grew up in poverty in an area heavily populated by gangs in L.A., and his, his father was in prison for murder. And he was able to pull himself up to get a scholarship to play football. He went on to become a Rhodes Scholar and graduated from the University of Oxford in England. And he's now a doctoral student at Stanford. But really his goal is to talk about the systemic issues that disproportionately impact and harm uh, communities of color. And really his story about how he went from where he was to where he is now. And it, I've had a chance to watch him. It's, it's truly an inspirational story, I think, for everyone, and particularly um, our young adults that have challenges right now. We also have our Help, Hope, and Change Award, and that is our former uh, Federal Way City Council Member, Mayor Jean Burbage, 
And we like to honor people that we feel have contributed uh, greatly to the community and to our mission. And she certainly has done that. She's a former mayor. She was a leading advocate for human services and has been involved in a variety of nonprofits and organizations. And so we are very pleased to be able to honor her efforts, too, so that um, the folks that we serve that, are, that have similar stories to Kylan, as well as other diverse stories, can be successful, can fulfill their potential. Because that's really what it's all about. It's definitely about helping individuals get back on track. But we know that by doing that, by helping people fulfill their potential, our communities thrive, our economy is better. And so really, it's, a, it's beneficial to all of us to do I this work. I could not agree with you more about that, because it really is about the people. Absolutely. And once again, let's get that website out there again uh, for, the, for the luncheon mschelps.org. Okay, so it's so important right now to support your local nonprofits. Mm-hmm. You know, with Absolutely. this COVID, you know, usually this time of year there's there's uh, luncheons, there's Oktoberfest, there's all kinds mm-hmm. of fun things going on that are fundraisers for these agencies that's that are critically uh, critically vital to their their survival and their sustainability. And so don't forget them, you know, just mm-hmm. keep keep them in mind, keep them at the top of your mind. And, and Yeah. And well, as we were saying in my team recently, if you are of the lucky few that are still thriving mm-hmm. very strongly, because there are some organizations that are thriving mm-hmm. right now who have benefited really from mm-hmm. what's going on. And, you know, don't forget that, you know, right, there's a lot right. of folks still being very much impacted and organizations like MSC are definitely there at the forefront helping on a number of ways. I mean, I was so impressed really, Robin, when I was on your website and I saw the diversity of what you provide of help. I mean, you're, you're talking about a lot of this like for youth and families, but then even going so far as to the long-term care ombudsman's, yeah. uh, I mean, you, you hit a whole you know, spectrum of life for people. And I think it's just so wonderful um, what, what you're offering. It, it's, it's amazing what you guys are doing, actually. Well, thank you so much. And I would say that we definitely, you know, we have uh, typically around 80 employees, but we also have hundreds of volunteers, and we definitely could not do it without the support of the community. And so we're very fortunate to have a like-minded uh, multiple communities that work with us to help us achieve our mission of building a future without poverty. Well, and people, if you're looking for volunteer opportunities um, with MSC, also, again, if you go to the website, there is a place where you can go and see opportunities there and click for a um, volunteer application as well. Okay, so do you want to give um, one more time just the time of the event? Because you actually, actually, Robin, can I ask you one question about that? Because I'm on the site... And it says something about October 12th, though, being a timeline where you're opening some things up. What, what, what's that all about, exactly? Well, I believe that um, that's just kind of a getting ready period. Um, because the actual luncheon is on the 15th. And I am looking at what you're looking at as well to see if I can... It is Sunday, Thursday, October 15th from 12 to 1 under the MSC Health Luncheon. But, oh, we will start being able to give... Registration. Yes, registered attendees will receive exclusive content, um, which is just some additional videos and things like that um, prior to kind of just to get people ready to get pumped up for the luncheon. Okay. And could I ask, though, Robin, is that also just an opportunity for people that may not be able to attend during the time, but maybe for them to get a chance to see what's going on and some of the content so that if they want to donate ahead of time, they can? 
Absolutely. And we will also have the recording of the event available uh, after the event is over. So people can still access that if they're not able to attend during the live stream. Okay, fantastic. We always like to have that uh, out there and available for people because, as Eric was saying, it's so important right now to make sure that we're providing resources to organizations like yours to help you keep doing the work you're doing because it's so important right now. And this is a great one. What, going on 49 years you've been out there? 1971. So, yeah, yeah we're <laughs> very close. That's really cool. Well, you yeah. know, as far as, you know, helping an agency that covers so many different aspects of of our community in need, you know, housing, food and clothing, utility assistance, education, employment, youth and adult services, long-term care. And that, a lot on your plate. It, it is a lot on their plate. And I, I got to tell you, Robin, that's one of the things we're so pleased that you were able to come and join us today because something that Eric and I have done, we've brought numbers of uh, nonprofits onto our show because we do feel it's, it's these kinds of organizations that are out there really on the ground who understand the, the true reason behind homelessness and that are actually approaching it to try and help end it or get it, um, get it mitigated. You know, I mean, there's so much of it, like when you're talking about employment and education, all those things, it's people getting the skills that they need to have in place so that they can go out and be, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. participating part of society. And so it's, it's just wonderful to have uh, in place what it is that you're doing. So I was really, so part of the reason for our listeners, how we found you, Robin, really is because my work on the chamber in Renton, um, you have one of your staff who's also serving on the board with me as well. And I started hearing about this event and I was like, well, I really don't know that much about mm-hmm. MSC. Um, let me take a little look into it. And the more I looked, I was like, this is exactly the kind of, uh, organization that we want to highlight and make sure that other people learn about you. And, and of course you're not just going to be on our show for this weekend, but you're also going to be on our podcast. So this can be an evergreen piece of material for people to learn a little bit about who your organization is. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate the opportunity. And I think, you know, especially now I think people realize uh, when, when things like this happen with COVID totally unexpected, that uh, we're, we're all uh, going to find times in our life and we may be in need of help. And yes. so we're just glad to be able to be there and provide that help. Absolutely. Well, thank again. Thank you again very much for joining us, Robin. Um, yeah, and hope you have a very, very successful virtual fundraiser. Can I just ask them before we let you go? There's a couple sure. of things on here you have about being a virtual ambassador. Yes. And so there's actually kind of like a challenge to people if, if you want to be a quote unquote virtual table captain Absolutely. of sorts. Do you want to quickly yes. run that past us? <laughs> Sure. So we love to have people sign up as a virtual ambassador and to kind of personalize online. They have, they'll have a page that they can personalize as to why they support MSC. But really, it's, it's very similar to when we have an in-person event and you invite people to your table. There's just no table this time, but we are challenging people to still invite people to give as part of their um, ambassadorship and to try and meet, uh, set goals for themselves and meet a certain fundraising amount. And people definitely have risen to that challenge, so we, we love that. Well, and you said that uh, if someone raises a certain amount or more that you get put into a drawing for an Amazon gift card and have the option to receive a copy of the book. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's fantastic. And listeners, it it doesn't take a whole lot. This is very doable for all of you out there. Uh, Suggested donation is $100 per person. Of course, that's just a suggestion. But as an ambassador... If you raise 250 or more, that's when you get the opportunity for the drawing and the option potentially for the book. So I think that's fantastic. 
Um, so, yes, again, msChelps.org. Uh, there's also a text to donate option on here as well. You can text MSC20, and that will give you a direct link to donate to the campaign. Yes. All right. Well, Robin, thank you again so much for participating with us on the show today. We really appreciate it and taking the extra time out of your day. And uh, again, like Eric said, we wish you a tremendous event. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. right. Thanks, Robin. All right. And Reba, speaking of of helping our community, we've got some classes coming up. We do. We can help with that financial literacy in a different way. And we're doing ours virtual, too. Life skills that we're working on. And we have the official uh, first-time homebuyer class sponsored by the Washington State Housing Finance Commission. And we have two classes coming up. Uh, The first one is a two-day event split into two sessions. That's going to be on Tuesday and Wednesday, October 13th and 14th. It's going to run from 4.30 till 6.30 each day. And, again, will be a virtual virtual Mm -hmm. class. And then we have a second uh, class, which will be on Saturday, November 14th, and that's going to run from about 10 to 2 p.m. Correct. Yes. So these classes are uh, required for many of the first-time homebuyer programs and zero-down loan programs available out there. They require you to take continuing education, which is the reason for the amount of time that you're investing in those. But mm-hmm. I'll guarantee you that that time would not be wasted. You know, we cover... Well, no, it's definitely deep, not wasted. Deep, deep detail. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's a lot of information coming at you, but it comes in not so much story version, but we do give you a lot of context mm-hmm. so that the material is very much um, applicable and you understand exactly why these programs are beneficial and how the process of purchasing a home kind of breaks down so that it's not as overwhelming as when you just go through it without having done this. And mysterious. Yeah. Well, and that's one of the things. So we've had people who've taken the class and still have the concern of, like, it's overwhelming. But this this helps take a lot of that out because you've got the info in advance. And you'll- but. I'm sorry, go ahead. Speaking of advancing, we got to go to the next commercial here, and then we're going to get into the last segment of the show for today, and we'll be right back with Open House with Team Reba. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And I'm Reba Hess from Team Reba. Thanks again for listening today, yes. this afternoon. Yeah, we love having listening you. from... What would you just say? Well, you could be listening in on podcasts. It could be two in the morning for all I know. This is true. Yeah. It could be two in the morning we for have, all I know. We have coming up on our fifth anniversary of Open House with Team Reba. What are you buying me? Oh, I didn't. What's what's uh, yeah? What's the pri- What's the present for five years? I, I, I hope it's not diamonds. <laughs> I love the look on your panic? face. Yeah, you're like, oh no! <laughs> like, does she actually mean that? No, well, I brought you a gift today. You thank you very very much. You're by welcome. The way. You know what? I'm gonna laugh if the five year is glass. Oh, I'm gonna totally look at anniversaries well, right now. Like, I'm going to put because, wedding anniversary Because, you know, it would suit gifts. both you and I very, very well if it were some sort of a beverage. Yes. You know. But thank you very much. You gave me a glass. It is straight from Norway. You know, my people. Mm-hmm. And there is a brewery in in uh, Drammen, Norway, which kind of bears my, part of my last name. It's Oss, A-A-S-S. Mm-hmm. And it's a very award-winning brewery, and it's I, I, I can't find 
uh, the beer locally here. We used to be able to find it. There used to be a couple places that carried it. But if any of you know of anybody selling awesome beer, um, oh, there you, you go. Just give me a call. Shout out Eric at ericismybanker.com. I would love to know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's. I've had it before. It's excellent. Very, very yeah. good. Yeah. Well, if it's a award winning, I would hope so. <laughs> well, they've been around since the 1700s. I don't know when they won the award. Uh, it could have been a hundred years ago, for all I know. Oh, uh, you know, but, good point. Uh, good yeah. point. But uh, uh, no, I am looking at fifth wedding anniversary gifts. Um, wood and silverware. Classic theme is wood. Modern theme is silverware. Looks like crystal and glass was uh, year three. So oh, I guess I'm a little late in getting that, that to one. you. But okay, I will tell you, I really can't. Wear. I can't claim that being a gift for me. It was from Steve Taki, mm-hmm. who was a guest here on our yes. show. Yes, yeah. yes, and he brought that to me uh, a few weeks ago. And of course, because of COVID, I haven't been able to see you. <laughs> so you know, here we are. Uh, yes, and I'm very excited. I. I'm still working on it. I don't know if I should start talking about it on this show, but he is actually working with me on a potential additional business. Oh, good, good. And he's I a feel very like interesting man. Yeah, he's extremely interesting. And it was funny because I actually had a date recently, uh-huh. and I had my books that have you know because he has Return on Software is one mm-hmm. of his books, and yep. you know how to do software engineering is another one. And uh, so you can look him up on Amazon and find his books. They're they're from the level of you know college education type mm-hmm. books of course uh but anyway this this person saw his uh <laughs> his book sitting on my table and he's like oh i have that one <laughs> i oh, have that no at way. home and i was like oh boy another fellow nerd i'm totally <laughs> down with that like that's great so the date didn't turn out well but we are friends well so there you go i thought that was kind of fun well you know <laughs> I, I we had steve on was several months ago and i thought oh he's a software yeah guy. he was at the beginning got, of this 2020. is gonna be so boring and it wasn't it was very very interesting yes. so i you know i i you know, hats off. And to I you. told you he's fact, a super foodie. Like you were joking when I brought this. You're like, oh, where, where's the beer? <laughs> and here's the thing, though. He brews his own beer and wine. Oh, there you go. And he's yeah. a great cook. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. The guy's super well-rounded. <laughs> yeah. He's been on six continents, you know, with his work, uh, tons of travel. Yeah. Just really interesting guy. So anyway, now that we've diverted off to La La Land. Of course. Well, <laughs> like I want to know what's going on with the with our local Housing market. Earlier in the show, we were talking about a housing yes. bubble, you know, debunked. Yes. You know, we're going to mark that as a myth, at least. So, you know, knock on wood. Yeah. Hope we're right about that. Yeah. Uh, but what is going on with the local market? So, you know, we've we we've been talking for quite a while how I watch the little market watch every week um, of what's going on with new listings to pendings and solds, and then also paying attention to back on market and price reduced mm-hmm. properties. Right. So. For this week, uh, you know, while we're sitting here doing this show, um, new listings for the last seven days, 2,053. 2,053. 2,053, correct. Back on market is 331. Those have been kind of holding steady. And then listing price reduced is at 995, right? Really? Yes. That That seems high. It, it, well, it's been slowly creeping up, right? If people go back and find our Facebook Lives that we did starting in April, um, that number was less than half that before. And it's been steadily increasing while the economy's been doing what it's doing. You know, I'd be really curious on that one, what percentage of those price reduced are, are condos, you know, or, 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 if, or if it's broken up I'm by st- area. We're starting to pay 
fairly close attention to that because I happen to have a client right now who has a condo in downtown Seattle. And we were doing an updated comp analysis because he's considering selling. Mm-hmm. And I had done a comp analysis for him in 2016. Mm-hmm. And condos for a while were growing. I mean, they they were very quiet during the housing crisis. Mm-hmm. They Like they had no growth at all. Right. And then suddenly, they as, well, they took off partly because no new condos were being built. Mm-hmm. Right. They were all being done as apartments. Right. And so then suddenly we had about a four-year period of about 25% a year growth on many of them. Not mm-hmm. all of them, but the, like in core downtown where the job centers were, right? Right. And now because a lot of the downtown job centers a lot of the tech companies aren't even going to be back in their buildings till like March to May of next year. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of them are like, it's, it's a ghost town in downtown. Mm-hmm. And so people are like, you know, and a lot of restaurants have closed up shop and you know, what have you. And so they're like, well, why do I want to live here? And because for their money, they can get something bigger going further out, especially right. if they're given that work from home option. So right. more and more of our customers, and it's not just anecdotal to me and my team, I'm talking to a lot of other real estate agents across the country and locally, and a lot of us are seeing it. Now, it's not like in droves. It's not like the rats are leaving a sinking ship. Right, right. It's, but, right, and, and a price reduction doesn't mean that prices overall are dropping. Yeah, and so the thing is, is like this one customer that we were giving him an analysis it's still above where it was in 2016. Mm-hmm. It just hasn't grown at a higher trajectory at this mm-hmm. point, right? It's it's slowed down. The rate of increase is decreasing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I was, that's a great phrase. But but it's not reversed, gotcha. right? Gotcha. So he's now here's the thing. In a future show, I am in the process of trying to get the the people to come on for this. Here's our challenge for him though. Mm-hmm. His has been a rental. Mm-hmm. Since he bought it in 2006, and he currently has a tenant who's under the moratorium of evictions. Right. And so we are in the press. So listeners, just be ready for us to make an announcement when we have that show. You're going to want to send anybody you know who is a landlord to listen to that program um, because there's a lot of complicating stuff that goes on with that. Um, and you know, so we are looking at the, well, can you sell right now? who would buy it right now. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, and the even more complex challenge for him is he is, he, he used to live here. He worked at Microsoft, but his home country is Mexico. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to deal from Mexico with an issue here. Mm-hmm. And funnily mm-hmm. enough, his tenant is Canadian. So when COVID <laughs> happened, they went back to Canada. We're going to call this the NAFTA transaction. <laughs> Exactly. So it's bizarre because she she's been the only tenant he's had the whole time for twelve years, yeah, or more. And so like now she or for yeah, uh, yeah, since two thousand six. So yeah, longer than that. So she's now gone, but her belongings are still there. And this is the thing that some of those big apartment buildings are dealing with right now because they've got about ten percent of vacancy mm-hmm. because of people from out of country who just went back to yeah, their it's home countries. Bugged out, yeah. And so he's like, well, what do I, and I'm trying to get him some legal resources right now. Right. So we know all these great attorneys. You can just list a condo. It's fully furnished and clothed. (laughs) Yeah. Like if you're the same size, maybe she'll just transfer the. Even got some food in the fridge. uh, Maybe. At this stage, don't want to know. But may have to deal with it though. But we're looking at all of that going, we need to sort some things out. Although I have 
what I think is an interesting potential for him. And maybe we'll talk about this in another show, but um, he just has to navigate some things and be willing to give something up a little bit to be able to get to the next place. Mm -hmm. And frankly, I think it's, he just needs to get her to send him notice of moving out. Mm -hmm. It could be as simple as that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I will say it was interesting because the property management company that he's working with is giving him absolutely no advice whatsoever. Yeah, that's a common thread these days, unfortunately. Yeah, but speaking of which, we didn't finish all the rest of my stuff, but I will say buyer activity is huge. It's over 4,000 for the week. Wow. So we're still totally killing it. Busy, busy week. Well, get on out there. Hope uh, this show is uh, good to listen to. Listen to us every week, every Saturday from 2 to 3 o'clock. Thanks again for listening. Have a great weekend. Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at Remax Metro Eastside on Facebook or email info at TeamReba.com. Join us again next Saturday afternoon at 2 for more Open House with Team Reba here on AM 1590. The answer. The preceding program was sponsored by Team Reba of REMAX Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services.